As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm your voice of confidence, and let's start our business. Well, I- I'm self-doubt, and I don't think so. Come on. With LegalZoom, it's just a few steps. Fine, I'm in. LegalZoom, now you're in business. LegalZoom is not a law firm or a substitute for an attorney. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Dr. McBride. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting this evening. How are you? Wonderful, Christina. Thanks for having me. I'm so blessed to have you here today. You're going to help our audiences, our audiences. Yes, we do have more than one audience. We have more than one show. But today we're here with Savvy Biz to talk about leadership language of the 22nd century. How do we get better with communication and language? So important in business because uh, if you don't communicate well with your businesses, other businesses and your customers, you're not going to be in business very long. But before we go to share all the wonderful, exciting insights that your book has and you have to offer, share a little bit about your backstory. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I started my career um, 
um, as a lot of us probably with our parents telling us what we're going to do, right? They tell us where we're going to be and what, what we're going to be. And, you know, I was that, you know, young kid at probably 16, 17 that was doing all of my family members' taxes. So immediately they go, oh, you're going to be an accountant. You're going to be a CPA. That's what you're going to do. And, you know, as a young person, you go, okay, if that's what you think I'm supposed to do, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Um, and yes, I enjoyed the whole concept of numbers and processes, but I think it was more about research that I really loved. Um, and, you know, conceptual thought is really kind of what that was about. Um, yes, still a numbers lover, love to crunch the numbers. But when I found out that data was kind of where the driver of that was from, and so um, I did, you know, go and get my bachelor's in business administration. Um, I didn't, ma I didn't uh, major in finance, though. I really majored in focusing on just business as a whole. Uh, and I did a lot of psych classes during my undergrad. Uh, and so I kept seeing this connection between psychology and business. And just kind of figure out how do you cross over to these things, you know, and I left it there a little bit. And so I hit my master's program. And that's when I discovered Dr. Daniel Goldman's book, uh, Working with Emotional Intelligence. Great. And the moment I read that book, I go, life-changing. This is it. This is what I should be talking about for the rest of my life. I need to create a theory around it. I need to create a program around it. I really need to make sure people utilize this and understand this, right? Mm -hmm. Not to mention Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where we have to figure out what is it that we need? What mm -hmm. is it for us, you know, in that pyramid? And then how do you expand out to that for your professional career and, and beyond? And so for master's program, then I went into my first doctoral program, which is a doctorate in business administration. So I stayed in the business world, really dive, delve deep into management, but kind of this management where psychology was a part of the, the, the courses and the communication. So really dig deep into that. That's where I came up with Mindset Book, right, by Dr. Uh, Carol Dweck. Mm. And you're like, oh, all this stuff is just sounding so good. It just really just kept um, mm. connecting for me and understanding how business and psychology starts to cross over. Yeah. And so between that time and me getting my doctorate in psychology, because that had to come, right? I kept just feeling that human behavior stuff out to the point like, okay, we might as well just merge those all together. And I had the opportunity to do a really amazing research uh, doctorate with um, understanding, again, human behavior. And mm -hmm. so kind of put all that together and how the leadership language comes out is mm -hmm. the fact that we were able to gather information and create actually an assessment first. So we actually created this amazing assessment that anybody can take. Um, and it really helps you understand your leadership language. It actually mm -hmm. kind of shows you how you show up when you walk into a room. Interesting. And then, you know, they get an opportunity to be able to work with us and I can go over their assessment with them, but it really helps people start that process. So that's kind of the, the journey, I guess, more of the educational journey. Um, I am a native California, which is rare. Oh, <laughs> awesome. But yes. Now, you know, what's amazing to me is that, you know, when you talk about finding people's leadership styles, does everyone have a leadership style? Because some people say, oh, I'm just not a leader. I don't want to lead. Does everyone have that innate in them, but they just don't tap into it? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, we... I don't necessarily deem it as a leadership style as much as I deem it as an operational style, right? We all operate a different way and we can all be formed in some category. And, you know, we utilize four categories of a helper, thinker, planner, and doer. And so that kind of helps right away to be able to determine 
how you see the world, really how you enter into a room, mm-hmm. how do you start communicating, how do you interact with people is based off of the, that quadrant of, of where you kind of fit. Um, and of course, there's always some crosses of that, but really um, still that primary is how we all show up in the room. And that kind of then are able to morph into what a leadership style could be. Mm. You know, that's fascinating to me because when you just said those four quadrants, I just, it popped out at me that whenever I walk into a place, people have called me the make it happen gal. Cause I'm like, I see a problem. Let's fix it now. So the fix, <laughs> there you go. So I guess it would be the doer, but so I guess everyone comes. Definitely. At, yeah. I guess everyone comes at life differently and in a different approach and how, right. and also, I'm guessing this also helps working with your clients or customers absolutely, or absolutely. employees. What is their style? How do they come ag- across in life and, and approach? Them? Yeah, absolutely. well, that's the thing. So the operational style, if they take that assessment, mm-hmm. then what the assessment does is it helps you better understand people, right? Um, a lot of times people take the Myers-Briggs and the Strength Finders and all these other assessments, and they're really more trait-based so they're very much personality where well, we were digging really deep because I wanted to know how you walk into a room. Like, what is the mm-hmm. first thing that you're going to interact or how you're going to interact? Mm-hmm. And so that same information can be from your subordinates to your middle management, to your executive leaders, to a whole team. Um, and it's something that just helps people then. And so the language part of it is that literally, if I looked at those four quadrants of a helper, thinker, doer, planner, those are all languages. And we have to learn the language. Like for instance, if we went to a foreign, let's say a Spanish, Spanish speaking uh, country, or even we walked around or, or connected with some Spanish speaking individuals and we go in and we go like, Hola, como esta? immediately they're going to have this sense of connecting, right? Because Mm -hmm. you took the time to learn the language. Mm -hmm. So then there's some acceptance that comes with that. Mm -hmm. The operational style, the the languages is no different. Mm -hmm. So if we go to understand, if I understand you, let's say you are that doer, right? If I understand you more as a doer, then I get to have a different kind of interaction and communication with you as a doer, because Mm -hmm. then I am connecting to your needs and your values and, and also being clear of the things that could frustrate you. Mm, And from that, now we got a different dynamic going on. We have a different conversation, right? Because I understand your language. Mm. So if we apply that, it would be amazing. It would be. I've been in so many offices where so many people don't feel heard or understood and they feel frustrated because they want to contribute, but they feel like it's being left on the table that whatever they have to give or offer isn't being um, accepted. And yeah. I, I love this because a boss could walk in, if you learn this language and uh, learn everyone's language, how do they operate? How do they see things? How do they approach their work? You can mm-hmm. help them be their best, reach their fullest potential in your organization. Absolutely. Exactly. You, you got it, Christina. That's it. And we can do that and apply it. And it's not hard. You know, people go, oh, that sounds like it's a lot, you know. And I'm, you know, when I meet with my clients, they go like, oh, it just sounds like it's so much. Mm -hmm. And once we have our first meeting and we go over, of course, the operational styles and the languages, then they go, oh, wow, this isn't that difficult. It's just something I got to keep in my in my frame of mind. Right. I got to keep it in the forefront so then I can utilize it. It's really a tool. And Mm -hmm. when I work with teams, I tell them all, "Okay, can't walk around 
calling people doers, helper thinkers. That's not what this is about. Just like, you know, the Myers-Briggs where everybody was at, you know, EST, you know, calling people out of these letters or the colors one, calling people different colors, you know, the disc. And so calling people D's and I's like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is about. This is a tool for you to use and for you to identify your operational style and your mm-hmm. language so mm-hmm. then that you can be more help that you can be, of course, helpful and, and better at how you interact. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you may identify theirs, you don't go around pointing it out hey, for anybody. Mr. Doer. Yes, you know, that's for them. That's their that's them, that's their journey. Mm-hmm. Your journey is about understanding you so then that you can be, you know, better heard, or at least I even say strategic you become more strategic, right? In your interactions, you think strategically now because you have some more information to just have you make you a better communicator. Well, this is fascinating because I, I, you've gone into, I've gone into, you know, corporations and and CEOs will be frustrated feeling they're not getting the best out of their employees. And really it's just not seeing where, where, what their perspective is. And what's awesome about this is if they can get a handle on the people that work with them and their language and approach them from where they're at, they'll feel heard. You'll get more out of it. And instead of going there, you said, don't look at everyone say you're a helper doer or whatever, because they're not going to see life the way you do. And that's one thing that's happened to me. I've gone into places saying, there's problems here. Why are you all not seeing it? Why are you not fixing them? That's what I do. That's not what everyone else does. (laughs) Exactly. Because you're walking in, whether whatever your operational style, right? You're walking in with this this operational style of maybe a doer or a planner. Mm -hmm. And so you're seeing it from that perspective. And so you, and then you go, well, I don't understand why everybody else is seeing it. And I always tell my clients, because they're not you. (laughs) Right. Right. So let's give a little empathy. How about a little empathy? How about a little, you know, um, grace in this space so we can better understand. We each should be trying to better understand individuals. The more information we know, the better we can make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And not only make decisions, get the most out of all of us working together as a team. Like if I'm going to expect someone who is a um, I'm the doer, or a helper, or whatever the other ones are. If I if I'm looking at them to do what's my greatest gift or my talent, they're going to feel shortchanged or it's going to be uncomfortable for them. If I could just see, okay, here's your best resource. Here's what you're awesome at. This is what you're going to go do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I don't expect us all to stay in that language, though. So the one we know well is the one we know well. So we're not expected to stay in that space. Yeah. I am. I want to. I want to stretch, right? So I want to stretch people. That's where the growth is. The growth are in the ones you're least like, right? Ah. And so you know, when I meet a, a client and they go, "Oh, okay, I get it. You just want me to strengthen what I already, who I already am." I go, like, "No, because you already know it. You already know the language. You know, you might we might give a couple more tools of how to utilize it to really benefit you even more than what it does already. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no. We need you to understand these other ones over here, mm-hmm. right?" There's always a primary, secondary, but th- that that third and fourth are usually just not in your wheelhouse. And you we steer away from that when I'm pushing you towards it because that's where that's where all the growth is. You know, yeah. I always one of my quotes is that I got you got to get uncomfortable to grow. Yes. That's just that you got I have to push you in the most uncomfortable space mm-hmm. because that's where the growth is. Yeah. Um if we just keep doing what we know, there's no growth in that. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah, no growth. 
You know, it's, it's funny you say that. I had a boss that really used to press me a lot. I was early on in my career and I was studying Spanish and he said, okay, since I heard you're studying Spanish in college, I'm going to give you all of our Spanish speaking clients and you can deal with them. I was like, dude, first year, <laughs> first year Spanish. I don't know if you got the memo, but that doesn't mean I'm bilingual yet. Um, but it was, it was, it was scary, but it was, it was cool. A lot of fun conversations where we were playing, you know, I don't know, trying to understand each other on the phone. It was really funny, but uh, very patient customers. No, but it was a great experience because you realize, okay, you're learning this. This will put you outside of what's comfortable, but also push you to be a little bit better with communicating and understanding a different culture, a different way to, you know, because customers, not only a different language, but a different culture. Right. Absolutely. And just going back to what we said earlier. So just by wanting to learn that language, we go back to the concept of leadership language. We go back to that language. They were willing to help. Yeah, they were. Right. Because they saw you wanting to learn. So if you can imagine if we were to focus on those other two that were least like in that quadrant, People that are those are willing to hear that and see that you're making an effort. And so they don't give you as hard of a time as you thought you would have gotten because you are trying, like you're really trying to hear it from a different perspective. And that's basically what it comes down to for us is identifying what was different. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you see it different? Because I really don't subscribe to right or wrong in things because right to who? Right to you, Christina, is not right to me or right to me is not right to you, right? But if we focus in on just making an effective decision, right, gathering the information and based off of that information, we make the decision. Mm -hmm. Now it's different because now we're focusing on how we operate and we're taking the information we have Mm -hmm. and hopefully going over to these other spaces and taking the information they have. And then we come up with this great effective decision instead of a right one. That may just be right today. <laughs> yeah. And as they always say, if you're traveling on a road to go somewhere, there's usually more than one way to get there. So, and the same in life. Uh, so show me, how does this look when a client or business contacts your business and they say, hey, we want you to get us on board with understanding this leadership uh, language so we can communicate better. How do you help them? What does it look like when you come on board? Yeah. Well, we first have them all take the assessment. It's really important. I mean, we've done so much good work on this assessment and it's just, it is probably the most eye-opening document you'll ever read about yourself um, in your career. I mean, I just, you know, I could be even in your life, but it really does transform um, your your thought about your about you and how you operate. So we start with the assessment. It's really important for everyone to be assessed. And then from there, we do, if we're doing it as a team, we get together and I have all these cool exercises that we do that are tied to it. So then that we bring light, right, for understanding, but we also kind of make sure those messages, like I shared with you earlier about, we can't go pointing out who's who, this is really about you, but we, we actually put these cool um, groups, uh, group sessions together where we kind of do these little tables of different people, right? And we try to put people that work closely together, actually. Mm -hmm. And then we do something like we give them this little bitty toy, right? It's like a probably 20 pieces. It's all small little Lego pieces. And we go like, okay, you got it. You have to work as a team. You now know everyone's operational style. You have to keep that in mind. And you have to put this thing together as a team in 15 minutes. Right. Or and if you can see, I mean, I love this because this is research for me. Right. So I'm watching I'm actually in the lab and I'm watching these individuals 
and I can see all of the different operational styles and everybody's trying and I'm seeing the lack of communication through the process. And when they're done, and we do this, of course, early on, right? So when they're done, I give, you know, of course, I have them report out, like, what did you see? What happened? And, and immediately like, oh, yeah, I saw such and such. They were so this and that would make them a doer and such and such over here was really doing the planner thing. And it was really cool to kind of see it in action. And it really allows them to see how the languages start to form and how people show up first. Mm. Um, so we do wonderful, fun things like that. So that's how we started. And then we do different um, sessions where we don't just, because uh, I don't believe in just overload, right? We have to uh, have a place where we can do time. And so we have different sessions. We do individual one-on-one work too. And it's really good. We've been hired to, you know, kind of help create uh, leadership benches for some companies. That's awesome. You know, many, many years ago, I had participated in a four-day spiritual retreat. I didn't know what I was signing up for, but it was part psychological and part spiritual. But Mm -hmm. one thing is they wanted to get us out of our head about how we see the world. So what you had to do in this exercise is connect with another person. And however they truly saw themselves in the world, you were going to put yourself in their shoes and be them. And we had to put together and they were going to be me. Uh, And she said, well, you're a bit pushy sometimes. So I'll be the pushy person and you have to be the really submissive person. I'm like, I'm not used to being submissive. So we started this whole skit and halfway through the skit, we switched roles by accident. And I said, Hey, yep. what are you doing? And she's like, that's my part. I'm like, okay. Let's, it's like, we, <laughs> we're having trouble staying in character. Yeah. Right. And that's how power the psyche is, right? That's how powerful our brains are. And we can have, we don't even have enough time to talk about our brains and why, you know, why they, you know, 90% of it's all motion. And we have to keep that in mind that, you know, when people say, oh, no, don't be emotional. There's no way you could tell any human being not to be emotional, whether even a somber look is an emotion. Uh-huh. Right. So we can't say don't be emotional when that's what that's our makeup. Mm-hmm. Water and emotions. Yeah, <laughs> But it's necessary and, and it doesn't Very. have to stop you from being the best human you can be. Absolutely not. Emotions are good. Yeah. It's just, they're, they're good. I mean, if you look at emotional intelligence, you know, Dr. Goldman talks about first, you, we have the awareness and that's what the operational style assessment does. It makes you aware, right? So once we are aware, then we get to understand that we can do better at connecting with the emotions and even identifying what our emotions do to other people, which is so important because we don't realize like sometimes passive aggressive behavior that affects the other person, the silent treatment, all of those things are things that affect the other person. So the next competency for him under personal competencies is regulation, because he says, once you're aware, now we have to figure out how to regulate these emotions, Mm -hmm. right? And then the last one is then how do we self-motivate? How do we motivate through this process and stay motivated knowing all of this information that we have? You know, how do we, what's our achievement drive? What's, Mm -hmm. What's our optimism? What's our commitment? And really kind of merging all that in together and saying that that's all emotional based, Mm -hmm. but we do this every single day. And um, like Dr. Um, uh, George Geller created um, the, uh, there's a theory around motivation Hmm. and that theory, yeah, there's a theory around motivation. And Mm -hmm. basically the motivational theory is that there's three questions, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, The first question you, if you could say yes to any one of these questions, 
um, well, all of these questions and you are fully motivated. If you're only partially motivated, then you won't be able to answer yes to them. You're probably going to answer no to some of them. So whatever thing you're trying to do, whatever project you want to be committed to, you have to first ask yourself, can you do it? Uh-huh. Can right? you do it? Mm-hmm. Can you do it? And if you can say yes to that, then the second question is that, will it work? Mm-hmm. Can I take it from start to finish? Will this work? Mm-hmm. Right? If you can say yes to that, then the most important for me, I think, is, is it worth it? Mm. And if you could say yes to all three of those questions, you have that motivation to do whatever you're trying to do. Now it's about the commitment and the initiative and the resilience, right? And the stick-to-itiveness that gets yeah. you through that. But you have what it takes to get you there. You know what? I wish we could go deeper for hours because I have to understand, <laughs> let's say you have a goal, but you just don't believe that you can reach it yet. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. maybe I could, but mm-hmm. I don't really feel it now, but right? this would be a long conversation. I'm sure. Oh, so it would be there's awesome. plenty of those kind of conversations that I can have with you. <laughs> but this is so, so fascinating. I don't want to leave without everyone <laughs> finding out where they can get a copy of your book and find out more about you. How could they do that? Well, the book is still in in process. We actually got the operational style assessment done first. So I would encourage them to do the operational style. Um, Our website is uh, www.mk, as you can see over here, over there, over there, (laughs) mkcircle.com. So that's mkcircle.com is our website. And it's right on the website. As soon as you go there to say operational style assessment, you click it. It's a cost. You pay, you take it. And it's life changing. Wow. That's awesome. Well, Dr. McBride, I just thank you so much. You've given so much insight tonight that I hope it revs people up and organizations and businesses to think, hey, we need to get this so we can get on board, really understand our language between all of our people working together so we can do the best darn job we possibly can. (laughs) Dr. McBride, it was awesome having you here tonight and chatting with you. This has really been insightful. Thank you so much for coming to Savvy Broadcast. Absolutely. Christina, thank you. I really appreciate this time. Thank you. Take care. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii.